This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. What's up, guys? The Royal Rumble is in the books. This is the Top Rope Nation podcast here from TopRopePress.com. I am Ryan Drosty, host of the show as always, and I'm joined here by three guests tonight to talk WWE Royal Rumble, and we might hit on NXT TakeOver a little bit as well. So joining me tonight, number one, is my co-host for the last three or four weeks, Justin Joint is in the house. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And I also got TopRopePress.com's own Jack Snodgrass, feature writer extraordinaire in the house. Jack, what's up? Happy to be here. (laughs) And joining us for the very first time from the Oversell podcast, we've got Derek. What's up, Derek? What is up? And just before we get there, it's Shropel. If you want to try to say my last name, Derek Shropel. See, I didn't want to butcher it. I, I thought before the show, I'm like, I'm going to ask him how to say it, and I forgot. And so right now, as I'm introducing you, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to call him Derek. There, Derek's fine. <laughs> my, my last name is Drosty, so I get that a lot too, man. I, I got you. Well, thank you for having me on. Really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. So Royal Rumble. I don't know what you guys thought. I thought it was awesome show right up until the Rumble itself, and. I got a lot to talk about. I got a lot to get off my chest as it relates to the Rumble match itself. But before that, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about the pre-show because two hours, like it was kind of hit or miss. Um, but the main show, I thought was excellent. Um, Justin, I'm going to go to you first. I mean, what was your reactions overall? If you had to grade this show A through F, what would you give it? Uh, <clears throat> one through seven for matches and A the rumble as per the last eight years was disappointing. Um, But overall it it was fun. It's, it was an easy watch for it being how long it was. Yeah, I agree. Derek, where are you out here tonight? Uh, You know, overall great card. Um, And the rumble itself had a lot of great memorable moments, but man, a match is only as good as his finish. And one side note I'm going to bring up, I want to find the clock that the WWE uses when they time these entrances. Cause I was actually timing a lot of them and like only like four or five were two minutes. Other ones were minute and a half. There were some that were two and a half minutes. I think there was one that was almost, yeah, the three minutes, like <laughs> what's, what's kind of clock is Vince running here? Like, ah, just go out there, whatever you want to do. We'll just get it done that way. I did. I actually did that one year. I, I actually like was a huge nerd and I got out a stopwatch <laughs> and I was timing them. And yeah, they never lined up at all to what the never. actual time was. I mean, I get it when you're you don't want the focus to be taken off Braun Strowman when he's eliminating Big Show, 
but you know, as soon as his two feet hit, there was instantly someone knew what's coming to the ring. Yeah. Uh, Jack, first impressions of the show tonight. I thought it was a great show. Easily an A. I think it was really encouraging to see that they could actually put SmackDown and Raw on the same show and it feel nice. Like it was coherent the whole way. And really, each match really kind of maxed out what it could have been. And the Rumble was, I mean, people are going to bitch about how it ended with Orton winning. But they, I mean, they advanced a lot of stories, I felt like. But it just may happen to be stories that not too many people are excited about. But they did get extra layers. So basically, the movie gets thicker, but it may be getting worse, too. Yeah, we talked about on the uh, the preview show we did last week for the Rumble and kind of where they were headed for WrestleMania. And you can you could see the storylines coming together tonight for sure. And uh, a lot of the matches that we talked like uh, when uh, Reigns and Taker had their interaction there when Taker was eliminated, you can you can see they're going towards that at WrestleMania for sure. Whether you're excited about it or not, um, but uh, yeah, I have I have a boiling hot take on <laughs> Undertaker. I don't know if you want to wait till we get to that. I don't want to hijack the show. You just let me know, and I'll hit, I'll hit go. <laughs> Let's keep it simmering so that we can keep our viewers tuned in. Like you guys, you got to wait to get yeah. Nodgrass's hot take on the Undertaker if you want to hear yeah. it. <laughs> let's uh yeah let's begin with that uh the uh let's see the raw women's title open the show right charlotte and bailey and uh i don't know about you guys i thought it was a little bit sloppy um early on there was a couple blown spots where like bailey went up in the corner went to the outside and then she got back in the ring yeah that was awkward (laughs) Mm -hmm. um there was another point where i think bailey was going to come off the top and uh then she had to like get repositioned and then she went off again or something it was it was there was just a few like weird transitions in the match but overall i thought it was decent um i didn't expect bailey to win i didn't think bailey should win here um but uh what'd you think of the match derek i I thought it was good and you know there's one thing i noticed in it um charlotte put bailey in a figure four and you not don't see a lot of wrestlers do this these days but she tried to use the ropes as leverage while the ref wasn't looking. And that seems to me like a lost art in professional wrestling. Like I miss the good old days when you put a abdominal stretch on someone and when the ref wasn't looking, you got a good hold in the ropes and it allowed the face to sell a little more. And I thought that was good by Charlotte and they should have had that go on for a couple of minutes, but you know, it was, for what it was, it was a good match and Bailey's going to get her moment. I think this year at mania. So it's going to lead yeah. up to something. Yeah, for sure. Justin, what do you got? Uh, the natural selection to finish it was awesome, but it seemed to have come out of nowhere. It's like it, it like somebody was on the mic saying, all right, let's wrap it up. And they're like, all right, Bailey, fall off the top rope. We're going to do this now. <laughs> but but uh, other than that, it was good. Um, I'm curious, was Bailey's jacket that she came out to, was that like a throwback to a vintage warrior or a vintage macho jacket? <laughs> I it think was it was totally a vintage that. macho. Yeah, it was, it was just like those early 90s jackets that they used to sell. <laughs> I think they're that actually bringing awesome. those back. Like on the on the shop WWE shop right now, you can get some oh, of those great. old school jackets. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like old starter jackets. Yeah, oh man, right. I'd love, I'd love they brought back starter jackets. Just to put that out there. I, you know, funny you should mention that, Derek. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at my parents' house, and I'm like, "Do you you guys have my old Chicago Bulls starter jacket?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm like, "Seriously, they're coming back. Do you still have them?" And <laughs> I was like looking through the closet and stuff, and they're like, "No, we. I'm pretty sure we oh, sold that at, like wow. a yard sale or you something." Just lost out on like 500 bucks. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, Jack, what do you think of the opener? I thought it was fine. I I think it's just pronounces 
again that Charlotte is just the by a long shot the best women best woman they have going right now I mean she just very far ahead of everyone else I think and it, it, it also happens to help that she wins every time she fights but I thought it was a good match definitely cool nod to the old school heel thing Bobby Roode is, is certainly doing a whole lot of that yeah but I don't know I, when Charlotte has the title I feel like the world's a better place so I'm cool I'm, I'm just cool with it <laughs> Hey, so my my Twitter feed blew up, and, and I think I agree with it. Bailey has a better top rope elbow than CM Punk. Is that, is that going? <laughs> no to doubt, dude. CM Punk, <laughs> CM Punk's top rope elbow is messy, bro. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> is, that, is that what? All right, well, that's that would bust open that elbow. Is that what busted open her mouth? I was wondering. I was going to ask oh, you guys yeah. that because on the replay, it didn't really look like that was where it happened to me but they kept showing it it looked like she hit her a little lower but i don't know where else it would have happened when that happened i thought that's what i wanted to talk to you guys about maybe from she this bought a blood capsule from roman reigns yeah <laughs> as long as it wasn't an adderall capsule oh yeah. i said it i said it yeah <laughs> man yeah i don't <laughs> i have no idea where it happened but it was messy and uh i like the way charlotte played it up though she did a good job improvising with like licking the blood and wiping her blood really slowly being really theatrical about it it was oh, she's uh, terrible she's awful it's the best yeah. yeah she is the best absolutely <laughs> she's the right she should hold it till wrestlemania and drop it then so i, I was not disappointed with the match itself um also, by the way, I, I jotted this down in my notes. There was a crowd shot during this match where there was a woman wearing a shirt that said FNA bro. I want that t-shirt. <laughs> That's gotta be that, that has to be a Matt Riddle thing. I, it, <laughs> it was awesome. It, yeah. I, was I saw that shirt. I didn't know who it was in reference to. Was that Matt Riddle? It could be. Yeah, I, I don't no know. Idea. I haven't seen it before either. There's actually a funny shot of where they got Tyler Bright last night or the uh, Saturday night at NXT TakeOver. And if you look over at over his shoulder, you see um, Matt Riddle just with a big old beer, like, yo, bro, like just the perfect timing. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So I was telling Justin, Matt Riddle's wrestling here and where we live this summer. So we have to go see him live. Oh, please. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I've not I have not seen him yet. I've read a lot. I've watched him a lot, obviously. And uh, he's coming along quicker than nearly anyone in the history of the business. Maybe Kurt Angle would have something to say about that. But mm -hmm. Uh, Charlotte, <laughs> yeah, Angle. I was hoping to see at the Rumble, but no uh, such luck. We'll get to that. that that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wait till the Rumble itself. Um, so that led off the show, and then we had um, Owens and Reigns right away in the second match. I was pretty shocked that that happened this early. Um, but uh, I thought this was a great match. Um, in my geeky star category, I gave it four and a quarter stars watching it. It was uh, the only I have a really trivial criticism of this match and the same thing for the uh, WWE championship match later. In both matches, the champion came out first. And I don't know if anyone caught that, but I'm old school. I like the champion to come out second. But in both cases, Reigns came out second. Cena came out second. So I thought that was a lot. Uh, but the match itself, I thought rivaled Cena and Styles. We'll get to that one. But both matches delivered, I mm -hmm. thought. I thought this match was really creative, lots of good spots. It was one of those matches that gets you up off your seat. You're not sure when the finish is going to happen, which as a wrestling fan, that's what you want. And uh, yeah, I thought the frog splash to the table obviously was a highlight. I'm sure you guys would say the same thing. 
Uh, I did not see the interference from Strowman coming whatsoever. Uh, Jack, what do you think about this match? Man, for as much hatred as there is out there for Roman Reigns, that guy hasn't had a bad pay-per-view match in like three years. Amen. So, so, yeah, he's been at the top of the card like perpetually, but he's never really let down. The only time we're let down is when he wins. But this match was incredible. It was brutal. Like the, the, what they put their bodies through was uh, kind of almost tough to watch. You fell for him, especially because they had that close up on Owens for like a minute and a half after he went through that pyramid of chairs. But yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match. I really enjoyed it. I kind of think I'm, I enjoyed it more than Cena Styles, just because. I feel like Cena and Styles was was so great at SummerSlam, and like I don't know if my expectations got got all out of whack, but I, I thought the the Reigns KO was was fantastic, and uh, even with Strowman interfering, it, uh, no one saw that coming, and now I'm confused why that even happened because it doesn't look like he's really going to be involved with Roman Reigns, so that was kind of weird, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens with KO. Yeah, Derek, what's up? What do you think? The one thing I loved, um, for those that don't know, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and this they used to actually do these kind of matches at the Mid-South Coliseum. And one thing they did was whenever the guy got hoisted up, he was dropping chains down. He was dropping brass knuckles. And I love the fact that Jericho, you know, they're smart enough to give him brass knuckles to drop down to Reigns. And I love that spot. Uh, Kevin Owens selling like he does. I don't think anyone sells in, in the WWE like Kevin Owens does. And tomorrow night, he'll probably be coming out with a limp or something to adjust the crowd. And it was a great, brutal, hard-hitting match. And for like a Memphis guy like me, it brought me back to the Mid-South Coliseum in a way. I love the the brass knuck spot, too. I thought that was awesome. The whole kicking out of a brass knuck shot, though, maybe an argument can be made. That might be a little insane. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was like, well, he kicked out of that. But yeah, I love... It's been a long time since we've seen Brass Knucks in wrestling. Yeah, since Regal, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. So that was that was great. Uh, Justin, where were you at on this match? It was excellent. Uh, the frog splash through the table and through Reigns' face was great. Um, <laughs> I, there's no way I could rate it higher than uh, Cena Styles, though, just because of the Strowman interference. That kind of took away yeah. from it, especially because as Jack, Jack brought up, it doesn't look like there's going to be anything going on there with uh, Reigns and Strowman. Look, definitely looks like it's going to be Reigns and Undertaker going into WrestleMania. But awesome match. Owens is the best, and hopefully he keeps the title until WrestleMania. I mean, they could have a one-off at, what, Fastlane? Is that the Raw pay-per-view between now and Mania? Yeah. That's probably what we're looking at. Oh, man. Reigns is going to get fed bro- Strowman, then Undertaker. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where else they would go with that. I, yeah, I agree with you, though. Like, at the end of the show, you're thinking, why? what was the point of that? It was really unexpected. They could have, like, oh. the lowest velocity triple threat match of all time. <laughs> Thoughts on uh, Owens using the stunner? I, I, I love it. I popped so hard for that. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm having a really hard time if I had to pick match of the night between this and Cena Styles. Uh, the people I have watching the show with me seem to like Owens Reigns more. Um, it was it was more gimmicky though. So I mean, certainly. for people that aren't diehard wrestling fans, I think they would definitely go with that match. Yeah, I I think if I if push came to shove, I would probably take Cena Styles, but just barely. They were both awesome matches. Ooh, I might have a small hot take on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> One of my buddies is a huge John Cena hater. Uh, I'm I'm sure Justin knows who I'm talking about. My buddy Tim, he was here. He'll probably be watching this on uh, tape delay. He was not happy with the finish of that match. <laughs> so I think Tim, he would, Tim, Tim, you're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Derek, you don't know this. Me and Justin, we live in the same town, so we watch shows together sometimes. Okay. That's kind of a, great. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like Cena Styles. We'll get to it. Uh, but before we get to that, the cruiserweight match. So we talked about on the pre the pre Rumble show. We were all pretty much on the same page. This could be match of the night if they were given time. I know Jack felt pretty strongly about that. I know I saw his tweet from him tweet it, about yeah. it. <laughs> at Cheeky Jabbers. That's Jack. Uh, they got what about ten minutes? Something like that. I mean, fourteen. Fourteen minutes. Yep. I mean, I think every like self-respecting wrestling fan knew that wasn't going to be match of the night, but I was just, I'm trying to start a grassroots movement because those guys are really, really talented. And, you know, I think Neville being in the division is going to stabilize it a little bit and help them out because for the most part, just a bunch of people that the casual fans just don't know who they are. So, and they may not even know who Neville is, but I think it's a little more gratifying him winning. It wasn't match of the night. It was still a good match. And, I guess you can just hope that they get a little momentum from it. From it, yeah. The crowd, on the other hand, during this match, left a little bit to be desired. Justin, we were texting during this one, <laughs> and uh, your thoughts, man. This was a really good match, and I follow people on Twitter who were at the event, and they're taking pictures as soon as they started changing out those ropes. People saw the purple going up. Boom, they're going to the bathrooms, they're going to the concessions. So nobody's there at the beginning. Crowd is dead silent. And, you know, maybe they're filling back up later, but by then they're only halfway in the match. It was a really good match and just nobody cared about it. Yeah, I they were in an unenviable spot because it came after the great Owens Reigns match. So there's always going to be like that natural thing where the crowd's coming down a little bit after a great match like that. But they were noticeably like for a crowd that was great. Most of the show, they were really, really dead for this bout. And uh, Derek, what were your impressions of the cruiserweight? Uh, so I've gotten to do this a couple of times when I've gone to wrestling shows here in Memphis, but they have. And this is I'm probably going to get I'll probably will never get invited back to do it. But the WWE has what they call seat fillers. And for that match, I felt bad for the people that were probably there as seat fillers because they got moved around a lot from having to get up and fill the seats of people who are getting beer and stuff like that. So I probably just screwed myself at getting a seat filling gig again. But (laughs) if you don't know they do it, well, you do now. (laughs) I honestly did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll give you I can tell you how it works. uh, We get there a little early before the show. We meet with this guy. His name is Steve. And you get into the show for free. They give you a wristband. And what these, this guy does is he has a director in his ear, tells him, hey, I've got empty seats here, here, and here. And these people that go to the show for free get moved into these spots just to cover people while they go get a beer, while they go get something to eat or if they're late or something like that. So that while they're where the camera is shooting all night, it, it looks like a full arena. So there's a little... Huh. insight into how the WWE does things at their shows. Wow. Are these guys all like ex-CIA retired CIA people? <laughs> no, no, a lot of them like here in Memphis is a lot of people that work for the Memphis Grizzlies since they okay. pl- do it the place where the Grizzlies play. So if you get in with wherever your local sportatorium is in your city, if you get in good with some of their people, you can get on that 
seat filling list. Interesting. So Justin, I felt bad. Look into this. Yeah, I felt, I'm in. I, I felt bad for the seat fillers because I know they're probably getting pulled around a lot just because the cruiserweight match, which I thought was a good match too. I was impressed. I love I love Neville and I love Swan, and I think the whole cruiserweight division is working hard as hell right now. Well, and that the the pre match promo was fantastic too. It got me hyped for the match, and then man, just to hear nothing but silence during it was uh, a bummer. Yeah, when you're in when you're in the Alamo Dome, seating fifty thousand people, this big cavern of an arena, and it's dead like that, it's really noticeable. And it was too bad because those guys worked really hard. Thought it was a really good match, but yeah, it is what it is. That what do you guys think is the reason the uh, cruiserweight division just hasn't caught on on the main roster? What do you think is the the biggest reason why? Because oh. I keep calling it four hundred five live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mark Henry division. You know, there's <laughs> not. I'd watch it. <laughs> there's not many names a casual fan is going to know in 205 Live. If you had, if you could somehow got Rey Mysterio back, uh, just just a few big names. I think Gargano and Ciampa need to come up and join 205 Live just to help them get some more recognition there as well. Don't they have Tajiri somewhere hidden away? Can't he got, he, come he, got uh, he got hurt at an NXT show not too long ago. Oh man, bummer. I think it's just well, aren't they kind of handcuffed a little bit? Their move set, the WWE. Yeah. If you look at WCW cruiserweights, they were flying everywhere, and now that not taking away anything from their work, but these are just solid wrestlers on the card that can go out and put on great matches for fans like you and I. That's going to love to see technical wrestling, but. I mean, if you look at the old WCW cruiserweights, I mean, it, these guys were flying and doing crazy stuff all over the place. And when you can't do that, what can you sell? Yeah. Well, that's like uh, Rollins and Zane had a better uh, cruiserweight match than all the cruiserweights on Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, if you watch the tournament last summer, they were working a whole different style when they got brought up to the main roster. It was like they were told to tone it down and there's nothing that separates them from the rest of the show. I felt like when they brought these guys up, they did, for a company that's so good at putting together video packages, you'd think that they could have put together something a little more meaningful for some of these people to make them aware of who they are. I mean, uh, they kind of just assume people watch the WWE Network but if you do the math on how many people actually subscribe versus the typical raw audience, it's such a small number that I don't think they should be assuming that. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with it. Another problem they have is filming after SmackDown. That I think that's a huge detriment to what they're doing because people are still getting up and leaving. If you wanted, I mean, imagine walking in and you see walking into arena to get to your seat. And while you're walking down, you see Jack Gallagher and, Drew Gulak having a match. I mean, you you would get you finally start getting into it just a little bit, but you know, two hour if you two hour show, you're bored, you're tired, you know, you're ready to get home, and then there's another hour of wrestling to watch. I mean, that's that's hard to do. I think they should put some distance in between it and its normal WWE programming, like it almost. Almost like not as heavy handed. Just like, oh yeah, that's one of our affiliates too. You like that? That's great. Because right now, there's just not a whole lot of place for them. And anytime those purple ropes, purple ropes come up, it's just the WWE signifying to the casual fan that you can turn the channel now. <laughs> I can. I'm gonna yeah, hear get, that. Get rid of the purple ropes and let them uh, wrestle like cruiserweights. Yeah. Easy fix. 
I can't believe they're still taping after SmackDown. I thought that would last two or three weeks and they'd figure it out. You know, yeah, for the seat fillers, we were required to stay for that too. So we had to stay through SmackDown and that extra hour 205 live. And then they had a dark match after that. It's like, man, fuck this dark match. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why WWE found it so necessary to do this because they clearly don't need this. I guess it's like, Vince McMahon or whoever else is making these decisions is like, oh, you want to see high flying wrestling? I'll give you high flying wrestling. Damn it. Like, we'll do it better than anyone. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I mean, you think about when they do a show on the East Coast and SmackDown goes till 10 o'clock and they're a product that caters themselves to kids. I mean, like, what parents going to say, oh, yeah, let's stick around and watch all these guys we've never even heard of. You know, Cena's already been out, Ambrose has been out. That's yeah. why everyone leaves. It makes no sense. There's no purpose in going live when they can air it on tape delay two hours. You know. Yeah, what was but what, uh, what else? Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just. Gonna, what else doesn't make sense is this Royal Rumble crowd. These are the biggest of fans going to this venue. How are these people not cheering for that match? Because all of us love these guys. We want to see a great match. We liked it. Why aren't they cheering? Yeah, it's, it's purple ropes. It's just the purple ropes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at making Rumble Color a destination weekend for like the hardest hardcore wrestling fans. So you would think, I mean, the people I was watching with, most of them had never seen Jack Gallagher before. And if you listen to the podcast, you know, I love Jack Gallagher. So when he came out with the umbrella, I was just singing his praises. And by the time he <laughs> had all the spots in the match, like everyone I was watching with was like, this guy is awesome. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what was the saturday morning show that the wwe tied tried to do what was it saturday morning slam or something like that like this it seems like 205 they're trying to do the same thing but even in a worse way if that makes sense yeah it's i want to see it succeed really bad i i love the cruiserweight tournament last summer but it, it's not working right now they gotta they gotta shake it up so that brings us to cena styles and I'm guessing some hot takes are going to start here. <laughs> but uh, the match itself, awesome match. I mean, there is nobody better in the world than AJ Styles right now. And John Cena, even as a part-time guy, can come back and have matches like this. Um, to me, I, you know, the guy, AJ Styles, he's carried the company on his back basically for the last six months, at least on the blue brand. He's been the top performer in the company. And I wanted to see him have his moment to go into WrestleMania as champion, even though I knew it probably wasn't going to happen. So I was disappointed he didn't win. I was hoping that Samoa Joe would come out, cost Cena the match and go into a feud with John Cena. So that didn't happen. Obviously we didn't get Joe in the rumble, which was disappointing to me. And you know, it's, it's really hard to be mad about the result because Styles has beat Cena twice. And it's like, do you really think he's going to beat him a third time without Cena going over? Uh, so I don't know. I wasn't that disappointed. I would have liked to seen Styles win, but the match itself was awesome. So I can't complain too much, I guess. Jack, where are you at? The match was great. Although I, I maybe I'm just a spoiled bastard, but I'm, I don't know. I feel like. I've seen so many people flip out of the AA that I just love oh, I'm like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's happened because Rollins did it all the time and uh, Styles does it. But I shouldn't even but delete that part because this match was great. Like, <laughs> you, I shouldn't have any, any detractions, really. It was fantastic. And look, man, I mean, they're going to WrestleMania. The writing's on the wall. Like, AJ Styles is champion. That was, you know, going to be a temporary thing as much 
as good as he was, like think about it. If you're WWE, you're like, okay, we got WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is about making more money. So if we want to make more money in WrestleMania, who should be champion? John Cena or AJ Styles? And that's why John Cena's champion right now. Yeah, but you know what? If AJ Styles really wrestles Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, you're going to want to tune into this podcast for the next two months because I'm going to be ranting my ass off about how <laughs> ridiculous that is. <laughs> and that looks like where they're going. Uh, Derek, what, what, what were your thoughts on the match? You know, tying a record like Ric Flair's, it deserved, I think, so much more than what it was. I mean, I would have had Ric Flair there either. To me, what how I would have booked it is, John Cena is about to win. Ric Flair comes out, causes a distraction because he doesn't want that 16-time record tied or broken. And I, there was just no, not enough fanfare for it for me after John Cena won. This should have been a big firework moment. He should, there should have been graffiti falling all over the place. Make it a real deal. I mean, tying a record that stood for how many years with Ric Flair and that's all they got for it. I mean, it just... It didn't seem like the moment was big enough for Royal Rumble to me. Hey, if Luger can get the all the confetti for beating Yokozuna, or not even <laughs> not even beating Yokozuna in 1993, how did he win that match? By oh, yeah, it was like, a countout, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, act like we won World War II or something. <laughs> I mean, well, look at when Daniel Bryan finally won uh, when he won at WrestleMania. It was just it was a moment, and that you could have done that with John Cena and uh, and breaking what a lot of people thought was probably going to be an unbreakable record with what Ric Flair did. And they just, okay. Yeah. You're a 16 time champion now. Congratulations. Well, he, still has, he still has to break it. They can, they can reserve the rights to that moment. So I, I like, they didn't even mention it in the pre-match buildup really. So right, I thought that was kind right. of, yeah, that was, kind, that's why I was kind of shocked at the result, even though going in, like I thought Cena would probably win, but then it's like, well, they haven't really pushed the whole 16 time thing the last couple of weeks. So when they backed off of that, I thought, well, maybe we are headed to like a interference finish where somehow styles is going to retain it. Also, you could have had the club help them out. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a dual brand pay-per-view. That was an angle I thought they might take. So yeah, the reason I was so shocked is because, like you guys said, they backed off of the whole 16-time Ric Flair thing, and uh, it still happened, and it wasn't that big of a deal to him, I guess. Uh, go ahead. That's exactly right. Um, I had another point, and I thought it was going to be a really good point, but then I forgot it. <laughs> so. That's how it goes when you're live on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the si there's a sixth spot. When John Cena hit an AA, did like a fireman's roll through and hit another one, I'm not a big John Cena guy, but that was a hell of a spot. I thought that was a great way to end the match. Mm -hmm. I like that too. Justin, what were your thoughts on the, the SmackDown title match? Um, first off, I agree with you that I was hoping AJ would carry it through WrestleMania. I thought he deserved that. Um, as far as the AA goes, that has been a watered down move for quite a while, but in its defense, it did take, four of them one of them being a top rope a yeah, to take down four yeah. um here's my hot take that is the best john cena match of all time wow wow, wow. wow. i can agree to it match i think it was better than the cm punk match yeah wow <laughs> for one for one aj styles greater than cm punk yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, better build up. Well, uh, nope. I take that back. Not no better way, build up. Dude, no Not a better. Way. No, I take that back. 
<laughs> Delete think, that. Cut that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it played off the other matches. There was a lot of great back and forth. Uh, the trading of submissions was awesome. The fact that it took uh, four AAs, the rolling AA that Derek mentioned was incredible. It, it was great. Great. I'm not sure if I'd put this one above the SummerSlam match or not. The SummerSlam match is really, really good. Um, it's close, though. I'll give you that for sure. It is very close. The thing about the SummerSlam match is that I don't think anyone expected AJ Styles to beat John Cena cleanly. We figured it, it would be a great match and it would finish how it finished tonight, like, you know, nine AAs and Styles loses. But the Punk match, bro, I mean, the context of that match is so juicy with the backstory of Punk leaving, Punk not leaving. I know a lot of that goes was unwritten into the storyline, or actually, they kind of exploited that. But this was a great match. But I, I don't know if I could, I can't <laughs> put it there, man. <laughs> if, if you rewatch the scene of Punk, it's it's a little bit sloppier than this one was, in my opinion. <laughs> if you put Colt Cabana in the front row for this match, then maybe, maybe. <laughs> but without Colt, I don't know, man. It's it's close. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great match though. I, I'm I'm like four and a half stars on this one probably. It was it was good stuff. Um I really like this the transition in the match where Cena had the STF on and then AJ put it on because one of my biggest pet peeves with John Cena is how his STF is horrible. Just terrible. Does not never looks good. And then when AJ put it on, I'm like, God, ah, that's how you that's how you do it. That's how you do an STF. So uh and then I like the roll through. A like you guys talked about, um, well, disappointed there, a little bit. But there, there was those moments when he was starting to flex up, getting ready for those clotheslines and nailing those like really stiff. And I was like, wait, are they doing the heel turn here or I the double the switch? Exact, I thought the exact same thing. With that was total like heel mannerisms. I thought the same thing. Was it just me, or did Cena look like he had a surprised look on his face when he actually applied a figure four correctly? <laughs> i mean True. to me it just he just looked like yeah i got it right the first time it just i don't know it may have just been me and the couple of scottish ales i had during the guys i don't i think it's gonna be a really long time maybe not ever again that aj styles is champion in wwe it may not it may be a long time because right now who knows how long Cena's is gonna hold this belt but I mean, if the rumors are true that Bray Wyatt's going to be like he's going to hold it for a little bit, so I don't know, man. He may have he may just have gone to the back of the line, especially if he's going to feud with Shane McMahon. I mean, that's a little sideshow parody in itself. You might have a two week John Cena title reign that you're looking at here. Thank you. Elimination Chamber in two weeks. Oh, really? It's that close? Yeah. So you could have Bray Wyatt win in two weeks and then uh, build towards the match with Orton at Mania. Which okay. is another weird reason for having the, the switch right now and taking the belt off AJ. It's like, congrats, Cena. You're going to hold it for two weeks. Great yeah. 16th reign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, a two-week title reign. If that's what happens, I'm not sure it was worth it, but we will see. Um, all right. We've been waiting for it. Jack Snodgrass has a hot take with the Royal Rumble and The Undertaker. We're, we're heading into the Rumble match, so you can just throw it out right now if you want. If you guys have any Undertaker paraphernalia around or any figurines, please turn them around because <laughs> I love The Undertaker, man. I do. But he has had a really nasty 
what de-evolution like from what he used to be in like 1996 this is like horrible devil person to like biker taker then he had that great wrestlemania run and now dude like i i get really really sad whenever he tries to be like he tries to pretend like he's this mma fighter i hate that but we're not even we're just scratching the surface here dude <laughs> undertaker looked like fucking jake the snake roberts tonight I, it was <laughs> it was heartbreaking <laughs> you mean that in a bad way right i mean that in the worst way yeah i'm not talking so, like 1984 jake roberts so we're talking like beyond the mat jake roberts like i'm talking oh, man, like this gonna... morning jake roberts dude <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he takes off his bra straps man i'm just like what who okay with? <laughs> he looked he looked awful he looked awful and like all those poor bastards are jumping out of the fucking gym just to help him choke slam and like I mean, his punches, dude, I just, I don't want to see this. And the pitting Rome, when Roman Reigns came out, like, because they're going shot for shot. They're going taker, Reigns, taker, Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns, like, I got super horny for him. Just, like, looking, <laughs> I was like, dude, he looks incredible. And, like, Undertaker is just like, this guy, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this, uh, like, morally. I'm not going to be like, oh, we should. I, I, I mean, I get it. I get that he's going to be in WrestleMania because it's his show. I get that. But it doesn't have to be, man. And he doesn't have to fight Roman Reigns and just like he took one spear tonight from some from Goldberg, didn't he? Or someone. Brock took a Goldberg spear. Okay. Did Taker didn't take a spear? I don't remember. I don't I, don't, I, I guess remember. I blacked I out at that point. I blacked out <laughs> from when like, Andrew Hansen came out. It was just it's not it looks terrible. Like it kind of like how Sting looked when he fought rollins before he even had that weird like back thing like it's just like this is a matter of time and i don't want to see it man i don't i I think it's a it's gonna chap a ton of people's ass once reigns pins undertaker first of all second of all it's gonna be a horseshit match if undertaker even finishes it so it's just like take out your insurance policies or something i I don't know man i i don't want to see it i it's just uh he looks terrible, and I know he may knock on my door and like choke me in my sleep tonight or something. But <laughs> just like, I don't want to see this dude. I don't want to see it at all. Well, they like we talked about on the preview show. They have to turn Reigns at this point because if he if they don't, he's the most booed person at WrestleMania by far, and he has to go over Taker, right? Like, how could Reigns lose the Undertaker? Fifty was he fifty two? Uh, like yeah. Jackson, he's- I mean, the suspension of disbelief is off the <laughs> charts. It's off the charts. Like watching him, he was like slaying the ring. He was like cleaning house. It's like, come on, dude. Like, I'm not, no one's buying this. Like people are cheering, but it's almost like, yay, Undertaker. It's almost, I don't know, man. It's like, it's almost like kind of watching a kid like hit play T-ball the first time. He swings and misses like six times. You're like, oh, great job. Like you're just trying to make him feel good because you love the guy. But Dude. I was I was devastated when Reigns came out at 30, and if we indeed get Reigns and Undertaker at WrestleMania, I will be heavily rooting for Roman Reigns to win that match. <laughs> it was uh, that was one of the most disappointing 30s in a while oh because I'm you know I'm thinking like who's going to be the big surprise because there really wasn't any good surprise there, in this rumble was, at all. There Dillinger. was one surprise, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, which I, that I pop for because they actually. I, I had this strong feeling that um, Vince was going to have, I'm going to put him in at 11 just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> but they put him in at 10. They did what they should have done there. But, you know, 
why, what is this infatuation we have to have with Roman Reigns? Why does Vince and Kevin Dunn and all those people think that we have to see Roman Reigns, at, especially at 30? The one thing I'll give it, he's, he was selling. I can give him that much. He did a little bit of selling, but come on, you've got Joe back there. You could have done, if Nakamura's not knocked into second grade after that bump he took at NXT TakeOver, you, there's so many other things you could have done, and it was just ugh, the booze that rained down. You could hear it as plain as day. Now, it's going to be interesting to see on the repeats if they do anything to drain those booze out, if they do any editing. I love that. I bet, I, but, I bet they don't because I think they they put him at 30 on purpose. They knew that crowd was going to shit all over right. that. There was something about that Roman Reigns. I don't know if it was a magic trick because they were juxtaposing him with The Undertaker, so I had no choice but to like have a better physical response to Reigns. But I don't know if he was like told to show a little more attitude or something like that, but it was like I was buying that. I was like, he looks fantastic. So maybe maybe this is finally it. Maybe he gets a little heel run. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're just going to keep him right in between. It's it's hard to believe they could be that stupid, <laughs> but but I yeah I I can't argue with you. It seems like yeah that's the direction they're going to go. Uh, but you think about all the uh, things people are hoping for in this rumble, F, and then you get down to number thirty. And by the way, was Reigns announced as a member of the Royal Rumble ahead of time? Not that I know. I, I didn't no. think so. So, like, you're thinking, I know there's a, a portion of the audience that's like, even though he said he was signing with New Japan, is there a chance it could be Kenny Omega? And no uh, I didn't think so, but, like, oh, dude, I know it was some the ultimate job. Me and Justin were talking as we were, like, oh, number 30, it's going to be Samoa Joe, 100%. <laughs> like, you get the <laughs> well, it, it, well, Joe, you know too. Why, you know why it's smart is because it pisses off all of us and anybody who already likes Reigns is just going to like him all that much more. For I sure. mean, they're, they're trolling us. They got us, man. Right in the palm of their hands. That's not how you build. That's not how you build a top baby face, though. That is <laughs> such a beautiful. They're not. I don't. They're not trying to do that. They're not trying to build a top baby face. They're trying to build a John Cena. <laughs> John, just, John Cena I'm, though was so like over though originally before for like, like two, for like two years. Yeah, John Cena was organically over with the crowd, and Roman Reigns has never had that unless you consider maybe with the Shield, but he had two other guys. Um, that's the difference to me, Derek. There was a moment, uh, I was one of my buddies recently showed me where we got really good seats at raw one night and there's video of me cheering or John Cena. (laughs) And to this day, it doesn't happen. So there was a point, I guess I like John Cena, but uh, this rumble was just, it was so there, there are so many good spots like Kofi pretty much impaling himself on a post and able to, if I had done that, I would have been out of breath. I would have said, just get me out of here. But somehow he holds on to the thing and you know, you you get your miraculous Kofi moment. We already talked about Ty Dillinger. Uh, I popped really hard when Jericho is number two, because I know if he's an early entrant, he's going to be in there for a while. And Jericho is also one of my favorite professional wrestlers. So, and I also had him in a pool we were doing tonight. So I really popped when, Jericho came out, but man, it's just, I don't know. I'm not a big Orton guy and I don't know, whatever, whatever. Orton's going to main uh, event WrestleMania. Jer- Great. Jer- Jericho broke uh triple H's all time record for most time in the Royal rumble tonight. Awesome. So you got that. I got that. Yay. <laughs> he was on the outside peeking over it. the apron. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the outside peeking over the apron for like 
I don't know how many minutes in the match, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing with Jericho at number two. He's going to be in here for like the long haul for sure. And uh, yeah, what did you guys think about, were you surprised that Goldberg eliminated Lesnar so easily? Is Brock Lesnar's kryptonite spears? Is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, is, I mean, there's actually, I guess there's a story there. If you go back to his UFC days, you know, taking a spear when you have diverticulitis, I, mean, yeah. I guess yeah. they're they're being consistent with their storytelling, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's got to have something to do with it. Yeah, I think I you're did. giving them way too much credit. <laughs> 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 I like it though. It's a good continuation of this uh, Goldberg Lesnar story. It's like apparently Goldberg is Lesnar's kryptonite, and obviously Lesnar's gonna get his comeuppance on Goldberg at uh, WrestleMania, hopefully. Let's just hope Steve Austin is not the special guest referee for this one. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Now that you said that, I hope he is. (laughs) Like, I've seen this match before. I just can't place it. (laughs) Uh, Tried to black it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all did. We all did as wrestling fans. You know, it's funny. I don't think they've really called back to that moment since both Goldberg and Brock have both been back either. No, they pretend like it doesn't exist. 100%. For good reason. Yeah, got the crisp and wah treatment. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we were talking. I'm, I might have missed this. I was out of the room and I came back. And one of my friends said they were talking about uh, guys that had won the Rumble from number one. And I was like, oh, this was when they were doing like the 30 facts or whatever. And I was like, uh, well, of course, HBK and Chris Benoit, right? My friend could have swore that they said Austin. And I was like, no, I didn't. Go ahead. I never heard a second name. They just said only two men have ever won from the number one spot. Mm. One of them being, but I, I'd never heard them mention Chris Benoit. Yeah, I for sure would not mention Chris Benoit. <laughs> that never happened in WWE history. Wow. No, the second man, Chris Benoit, famously known for murdering his family. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, who was it? I think one of you guys had the same opinion on me. Just real quick on the Jimmy Snuka stuff that the video package was just a little too much. When yeah. And the graphic, I was fine with the graphic, but then they had to play this. Oh, he was such a great guy. And uh, yeah, still murdered. Yeah, somebody. It was still weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. That was too much. <laughs> Not necessary. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask Derek, though, about The Undertaker, because you being from Memphis, where he kind of originally came up, I'm not sure what your opinion is on Mark Calloway. But what, hey. what did you think about his appearance in the Rumble tonight? You know, uh you know, we knew he was going to be there, so they had to follow through with it. But man, those guys that were selling for him, I'm sure, were being generous because, <laughs> you know, it's Undertaker. I think needs to move into somewhat of a speaking role. And one thing I've thought is, you know, if he can't do it anymore, get two guys that can, and that's a great, great way. And I may get hell for this, but that's a great way to bring the ascension back to a legitimate level. Is have just them being enforcers for the undertaker so then what he doesn't have to get in the ring and do much he just has two guys that beat the shit out of anybody that gets in the ring and i'm sorry for cussing can we cuss right, that's fine we're a mature okay. podcast okay, okay. <laughs> we have the m label on itunes and everything but i just you know it it's it's just it's time for maybe he should maybe if he went back to the biker taker 
maybe that will revitalize him a little bit more. Give him maybe the bandana and sunglasses and a big Harley. Well, you know, if a big Harley would speed up that entrance a little bit. (laughs) I was highly expecting them just to help him get down the ramp that they didn't have the Undertaker. I was highly expecting them to put him on a hoverboard just to kind of just gracefully roll all the way down to the to the ring. Uh, See, I I hated the biker Undertaker. I'm, I'm. Ryan, I think you and me, like, we have the same opinions on everything because I hated the biker taker too. No one liked the biker taker. Like, come on. I was begging for him to go back to the dead man for two, three years or whatever it was. You know, it's funny. When he was in Memphis too, he was doing like – he was just a cocky bad guy. He wasn't really the biker taker per se, but he just had a large dose of arrogance and cockiness to his character that came out in his promos and – he had a little more energy to him. It's real weird if you go back and watch some of the mean Mark Calloway stuff. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see where they go with this feud with Reigns, but uh, yeah, I got to say, I, I am not ex- excited about it whatsoever. <laughs> not, not to be too negative here, you guys, but uh, I thought it was a great pay-per-view show. I just thought the Rumble left a lot to be desired. Which is sad because I actually popped a lot during the actual Rumble. It was, it was just the end that just kind of, man, kicked me in the gut, but like, Having uh, Jack Gallagher come out, I was awesome with. Ty Dillinger, uh, especially Baron Corbin eliminating Braun Strowman, I thought was amazing. The night, and even when Baron Corbin and Undertaker started fighting, I was like, ooh, you know what? I want to see that match, That which kind of goes against our entire discussion <laughs> <laughs> of Undertaker needing to go away. But uh, even like Goldberg just disposing of Lesnar, I thought was fantastic. Um. Yeah, or babyface Orton winning, and not even like having anything to do with Bray Wyatt, which was I hoping was going to be the whole thing. It's like, okay, Orton wins, but it's going to have something to do with Bray Wyatt. Well, no, not so much. It's just him eliminating Reigns. That crowd was so disappointed that Randy Orton won. <laughs> if you were they, I, I couldn't really hear. I had to turn down. They were. <sighs> Just to look at their faces as they as they pan the crowd as they went off the air is just like nobody's reacting at all. <laughs> They're just all staring, and he's posing down, and the WrestleMania sign is just like the status quo. Wow. That's how it goes with the Rumble, man. Yeah, that's well, it, you know, Justin was telling what was it the last one where the winner of the Royal Rumble actually got a pop was Edge when he returned from injury. Is that right? Yeah, going into WrestleMania twenty six. That's the one where he was in the ring for like seven minutes or whatever, really yeah. brief. Yeah. It's yeah. been a shambles since then. <laughs> Just Orton's one of those guys that he's solid in the ring. He's a good worker. I think he's got a he's got a shot in the arm from this whole Wyatt family gimmick, but I don't know if we just take him for granted or what, but it's just, I don't know. He's just what's, there. What's best case scenario for his WrestleMania? Is it is it Bray? But I feel like that whole moment of Bray winning the championship should be at WrestleMania, not at Elimination Chamber, you know? For sure, nobody wants to see Cena Orton, right? <laughs> and there might, there's probably a couple people, but I think it's like they're related to Vince McMahon. But <laughs> yeah. So best I just, case, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I can't, I I was really hoping someone like Strowman would win just to really throw us on our heels. And I think Strowman eliminating Big Show by himself this year was pretty a big deal for his character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought Strowman was used very well in the Rumble, actually. So they've been doing a good job building him up, I think, from his days with Bray. Yep. That spot with uh, Ellsworth and Ambrose was probably 
with some good comedic value into the Rumble, too. Because, you know, I thought the WWE may also pull a fast one before the Rumble and, like, number 30 would have been James Ellsworth, and he comes down and <laughs> something. So at least they got him in early enough to where they got a good laugh out of it, and then he was gone. I thought for sure he was going to be like number two and get eliminated right away to start. That was my prediction. <laughs> Did anyone notice Carmella's tights? Yeah, it yeah. had his face all over. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was like the picture from the T-shirt, but that picture all over her pants. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, that that was great. That was great. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I, I, I think I'm officially over uh, Enzo and Cass. Ooh. I, I, I texted Ryan when the AJ Styles and Cena match was starting. I was like, holy crap, looking at the time, we're going to get like an hour here. And then they went for, you know, almost 30 minutes or whatever. And then Big Cass comes out. I was like, oh, so this is why we didn't get Cena and Styles for another 10 to 20 minutes because. <laughs> We have to listen to Enzo and Cass do their usual spiel for the next ten minutes. I it's the same thing over and over again. I'm I'm not down with it. You didn't like that chicken commercial? <laughs> oh my god. Oh as a southern person, I was just I was I was ashamed of that stupid commercial. Yeah, that was horrible. It was god awful. <laughs> I I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm over it too. I think uh, you know I liked Enzo in the on the mic for a long time, but he's just so awful in the ring. I think Cass has potential, but like the team itself is just like, yeah, it's kind of worn out. It's welcome, kind of like New Day actually. Ooh. Don't worry, don't worry, Ryan. Big Cass will be shoved down our throats in no time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a. Decent, I maybe maybe it's a horrible idea, but I actually cared enough to tweet about it. But <laughs> the new day, they're a big E and Kofi are relatively they're, they're I think you could consider them veterans. Um, if they could have like a triple threat match and have like title implications or something, because like I just they've already kind of maxed out whatever the new day can be, so it's just like a triple threat match and the winner gets a, a title shot. People would really be into that, or at least. I think so. <laughs> Biggie is the star of the group. Certainly. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to. Do you guys think New Day is going to last? We talked about this on a podcast recently. You think you guys think New Day is going to last through SummerSlam or do you think they're going to break them up before then? Ooh. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what else they have to do, but yeah. to keep them together, I mean. Other than the tag division being kind of thin. Right, that is true. I guess they could bring up uh there's a couple nice NXT tags that could, they could bring up, but Raw is Revival. Raw is weird, man. It is it is in a weird state. It's totally relying on Taker and Goldberg and Lesnar, and like SmackDown had a full on takeover today. Like Cena Styles closed basically Show A, and then Orton won the won the Rumble, and one of the hottest acts in Raw got eliminated by Corbin. So it's just like this was like a full on SmackDown takeover, as far as I'm concerned. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Wow. Well, they better have something in line for Raw tomorrow night to follow this up. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you're right. SmackDown did definitely come out looking like the better show. Absolutely. Raw, I'm telling you, Raw is in a strange place because they're going to rely on another veteran, Triple H, to fuel another feud. So, and I would imagine that whoever ends up fighting Kevin Owens, like, I don't know, man. And he may drop that title. I'm just saying that. After Mania, Raw is going to be in. They're going to be in this state of like 
what did we just do for the last four or five months? Like now we, we, we have nothing here. Everyone's gone. Whereas SmackDown is going to be incredibly strong after Mania because if they're just crowning Bray Wyatt and, you know, who knows what Cena and Styles are going to be doing. So, I, man, if I could buy stock in SmackDown, I would certainly do it. And who knows? You, got, you also have The Miz out there. Who knows what they're going to do with him? He's got a, there's a chance for him to have a big end of the year, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, Baron Corbin. I see big stuff in the future and the horizon, maybe early next year as well. He could be, he, I, I could go ahead and pick the, maybe him to win the rumble next year, barring how the rest of the year goes. No doubt. No doubt. And then the Alexa bliss thing, she's been so great. And I would, she's not as, as good a wrestler as Charlotte or Bailey or Sasha Banks, but I'm more interested in her matches just because she's so just a terrible little girl. And to watch her <laughs> versus Becky Lynch, I want to see that. Whereas like the whole, Ross crew is just like I've already seen it all man it's been what a year and I feel like they've unloaded everything or that just because I don't know it's just like they're all they're caught up and like well eventually Bailey's gonna get a shot and well eventually Shaz is gonna get a shot so they they keep these they're talented young girls in like these holding patterns so like the whole division freezes Whereas SmackDown is kind of like, well, we kind of got like two people that are going to be in the title and these other two girls are going to do their thing. But they have just done a much better job in making people care and maintaining stories. So SmackDown is storylines. Raw is Roman Reigns. Yes. (laughs) No, I agree entirely. SmackDown women's division is awesome. It's fresh. Alexa's great. Uh, Naomi has potential possibly feuding with Alexa down the line. It's way more interesting than Raw, which (laughs) when this brand split started, I'm sure you could go back and listen to the old podcast. We thought like, man, that Raw division for women is loaded and SmackDown. You know, they don't have much to work with. Had nothing. But that's what's been so interesting because you're like, as a fan who reads stuff on the internet or just is a little coherent, you're like, okay, SmackDown has nothing. Like they don't, they have Becky Lynch and she has, she's what she was the greenest of that, of that, of the four horsewomen or whatever. So that's, what's been so interesting to watch is like, they've had, they've had to grow from the ground up. Yeah. Which is what, yeah, exactly. That's why it's interesting. Cause you've had people just come into their own right, right in front of you. And Alexa, has been probably the highlight in the women's division. I think you got Nikki coming back. Eva Marie was going to be the star and uh, has been. Yeah, they still, they still have Eva Marie. <laughs> she was a nuclear bomb. <laughs> I know for a fact from sources at WWE that Eva Marie was going to be the star on SmackDown. Like that was the plan. <laughs> I can't women. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so oh, that's man. still coming at you. Well, well, they should create 10,000 of her for Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, she she got rid of the red hair too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say that. That's no, nah, whatever. <laughs> Why would you do that? She's uh, got to be bringing it and, back. And we also just got back Mickey James in the SmackDown Women's Division, which I think is a great ad. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna be able to cut promos for Alexa Bliss. She's doing her downright crazy character that she, that made her famous. And yeah, SmackDown is just overall, it's just the better show. When we went a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't seem like two hours when you're there. It it really didn't seem like it. And there's only three matches on the card, but it was an entertaining show. And it felt like we were only there for, and it felt like an, after an hour, we were done. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I look forward to watching SmackDown every week, and Raw is a chore that takes me like two days uh, to get through on my DVR. So I don't even <laughs> I, I don't even watch Raw to be honest. Like I'll check this. I'll check some YouTube highlights. Maybe I like to see how the show starts. That's a three-hour commitment, and it's not like a. It's not that fun a lot. Like it's kind of punishing. So yeah. three letters, buddy. D V R. I don't have you know, one. I think it's. For me, it's it's become so much of a part of my schedule every night. Like, all right, seven o'clock, start watching Raw, put some laundry in, eight o'clock, fold the laundry, put the towels in or something like that. It's just part of my daily schedule just to have it on the TV. Right. Um, and it's just there's so much content out there now that, you know, it's easy to overlook Raw. You know, you've got SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT. If you want to watch TNA, you've got Ring of Honor. You've got New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I'm starting to become a real big geek on, which is one of my favorite shows now. And there's just whew, a lot of out there for you. I, I mean, fans. and Raw now, because now you can't expect Taker, Goldberg, Lesnar, Triple H to be on these shows on a regular basis. So Raw is going to get even longer, per se, because it's going to be video package. Or they're like, and remember two weeks ago when Undertaker looked at Roman Reigns funny. And it's just like, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah, because they're going to be they have to fill up that time spot by reminding you that there's these WrestleMania feuds, except they're not actually on the show. Yeah. Well, speaking of three hours, you guys, I don't want to make this go three hours and have all of our <laughs> listeners tune out. So I think we're going to wrap this up for the night. But uh, before we do, first of all, Derek, uh, I'm glad you joined us tonight. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Well, thank so you. Uh, if you want to just tell our listeners where they can find you out or find you. In the future? Yeah, on uh, Twitter at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L and check out OversellPodcast.com and the Amazon link. It's like I do it every week. <laughs> You've done that before, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, man. I Hopefully we can get you back on the show in the future. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to, love to. We got to do something special for WrestleMania. I'm thinking just a simul pod or just get on and do something like this and we'll get my buddy Mike on and have a real. we'll have a really good time. Yes, that is in the works. We're talking about doing something special for WrestleMania, so stay tuned for that. Jack Snodgrass, always a pleasure. Man, I loved it. I'm always happy to do it. Anytime we can get on here and just riff about wrestling, man. It's a beautiful world. <laughs> no, yeah, hit, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Cheeky Jobbers. I write some stuff for Top Row Press. Uh, I try to do it on a consistent basis, but um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Justin, the new third man full-time here on Top Rope Nation. I hear voices in my head, and they're telling me we're going to be okay, you marks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I am Ryan Drosty. You can hit me up at, at Historical Ryan or at Top Rope Press. Uh, once again, as always, you can check us out anywhere podcasts are available. Hey, if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a rating. Don't make me beg. We need some five-star ratings on there. Get our listenership up. So do that. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, support the show. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash nation, And we will check you guys next time. Thanks. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, 
for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.